I don't want to share. How our little ones have a roller coaster of emotions. Getting with the terrorists, as I call it, because Tommy and acting with you, you get down at the level. Let kids play podcast. <laughs> yeah, there is your activity play guide here at Let Kids Play Podcast. I'm coming back to you with another episode. Today, we're going to talk about unlocking the secrets to building your toddler's social and emotional skills. I know, I know, I know, especially, well, let me take a step back. Not just your toddlers, your preschoolers and your babies. Whatever age group, under five, we're here to learn how to develop mentally, develop them for their social and emotional skill building. So I'm here to give you four tips. Um, and I have my notes here just so that I can stay on track. So, our little ones have a roller coaster of emotions. You have the temper tantrums. You have the um, all-out crying. You have what you think is manipulating you. You have, like, negotiating with a terrorist, as I call it, because toddlers know how to negotiate better than me sometimes, um, especially when he's poor. Um just a lot of things like being sad, not being able to communicate that they're hungry, not being able to communicate that they're sleepy. Um, so just a roller coaster of things that we have to try to figure out. Um, because let's let's just be real, sometimes they get into their acting and their Hollywood skills, and sometimes they're better than Denzel and Viola Davis. I'm just saying they 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 get to acting emotion. So I'm here to help you all navigate through that. I've been through that. Um, as you know, for the people that are new, I have three kids. I have a 10-year-old, a 6-year-old, and a 4-year-old. So two boys and a girl. And let's just say we this roller coaster is going and going and going. It's up and down, up and down. Um, I have experience plus, you know, um, being in a preschool setting. I have experience with the different emotions and the different kids and how to communicate and some of the things um, that I'm giving you in these tips are things that I've seen that will help almost any child. Every child is different, but these are the secrets that I've seen that could help across the board with any child. So the first one is Playdex. I know, I know. You're not a social butterfly. Your child is. You don't want to go and meet a new mom. You, it's awkward creating a conversation. You just want to stay at home in your pajamas, sometimes even in your bed. I get it. Been there. Done that. Sometimes I still do it. But go out because not only is it good for you, it's good for them. Um... I'm sorry, I said that backwards. Not only is it good for them, it's also good for you, mom. Even if you just sit there in the park um, on the bench, the other mom is on the other side of the bench. And, you know, you all just spread out, but your kids are playing and socializing. If you're an introvert like me, still go to these play dates because they're key and essential for your little ones. Um, the play dates help them um, learn to share, learn how to interact with others. Like even in, um, um, in certain Facebook groups in my area. So like um, we have a homeschooling Facebook group. We meet um, once a week and go to the park and stuff like that. I say, hey to the moms, how it's going? And then we probably all just go to our little separate ways because as homeschooling moms, we really don't get any time, you know, to ourselves, uh, let alone being a stay-at-home mom. So homeschooling mom is another level of being a stay-at-home mom. 
But um, so you sometimes we socialize and sometimes we don't. So this past week, we all just sit on different benches and watch the kids. Watch the kids. Some moms waiting their phone. Um, but you really have to disconnect as a mom in order for your kids to socialize. So like if we're there engaged with them then they're not really socializing with others and being amongst their peers and other kids and learning how to interact with different people. And that's why I love being in diverse areas because my kids learn to how to different act with different people, different cultures, and things like that. Some things that a lot of adults lack these days, think about their real coworker. Think about that disrespectful or racist coworker. It starts early and it starts with us. It starts with us. So, okay, not to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but yes, interacting with others, um, the play dates are essential and key. And not only teaching them to share, teaching them like, okay, if I don't want to share, how do I deal with that? So my kids, um, if people were to, right now people aren't coming to our house, but um, in the past, if we have friends, close friends that come to our house, um, and my kids don't want to share certain things. Okay, well, this is something that we don't share. They communicate that and we put it up or we just let the person, this is, this is my favorite thing. This is something I don't share. So teaching them that because they don't always have to share. Like there's times when I'm like, yeah, you need to share. You know, that's the right thing to do. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I understand. I get it. That's your favorite toy. That's your favorite thing to play with. You don't want to share it. You don't want anyone touching it. I get that because I have some things that I don't want to share. But I also don't leave it out in the open area for people to come and grab and touch the things that I don't like to share. So that's another thing that you're um, teaching them as far as doing play dates, whether you're at the park, at your home, going to the library and the museums, wherever. Get out and let your kids be sociable, even if they aren't homeschooled. Um, get out so that they're socializing with you and other kids because in, in different environments, kids at different in daycare and preschool. They at different in daycare and preschool. Even my kids. <laughs> so they you want them to learn how to socialize and interact with you around in environments that you're in outside of school. Because school has those rules, right? So they kind of go with it and then you know, you pick the right school that like the teachers and things like that. So learning how to interact with other kids because there have been times when my kids like I don't play with them because they're not such and such. So they have their favorite person too. So just teaching them how to interact and be cordial at a young age because it starts early. So that was the first one is um, play dates. The second one is when I talked about them tapping into their Hollywood bag and being actors and role-playing. Role role-playing is essential regardless of whatever skill you're trying to build. Um, but right now we're talking about the emotional and social social aspects of building the skills that we're trying to build so role, role playing is essential because it puts them in the other person's shoes um so for example we do a lot of role playing with the cashier we do a lot of role playing with being a waitress waitresses have the hardest the waiter and waitresses have one of the hardest jobs along with teachers um because they interact with so many different people and so many people can come across as rude and demanding and feeling like they own them and just all sorts of things. So um, going 
with the teacher example, role playing teaches your little one how to be kind, how to respect people, how to talk to people. Like, um, I always say, like, you treat the janitor the same way you would the CEO um, of a company. They're no different from each other. You treat not necessarily all people the same, but you treat people with kindness. You're not rude to them unless you're, you know, they're rude to you. Like, you can match their energy or you can be the high person, but we're not going to initiate that rudeness and being unkind to someone. So that's where role playing is essential and crucial. Um, we do... Uh, what else we do? We ask for help. Like if we're um, pretending that we're at the pizza shop, they like to do role playing with the pizza shop. So we ask for help in the kitchen of cooking the pizza when we need help getting it out the oven. Um, you practice greeting someone, just understanding the other person's emotions. Like especially when we do the uh, store, the grocery store setting, where um, Dion, my four-year-old, come up and put all his stuff on the counter, and then Nyla, my six-year-old, is just like, "Oh my God, this is a lot. Hold on, hold on, hold on." So it's just understanding so that when she's in that scenario in real life, and she goes to her favorite store, Target, she knows that the cashier may be overwhelmed. She knows to be kind and slow down and be patient because we don't know we don't know the kind of day or customer that that person has had so it's really help role playing really helps them understand from the other person's perspective and being in the other person's shoes even when we play like pretend um dentist or doctor like they get nervous going into the <laughs> they get nervous going into the fake teeth or even asking if um i'm pretending to be the patient and asking me to lay down they get nervous so those nerves and things they feel that when you're role playing that helps build their emotional skills so role playing is critical all right so that was number two so next we're talking about encouraging them to be independent for example let me do it i want to do it no 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 you hear that see i'm triggering y'all and i'm sorry because i just triggered myself i'm sorry <laughs> but encourage that so let me do it let me do it let me do it your kids should not be boo crying because you did not let i know you'll do it faster i know that you know that you'll do it right let them do it let them do it because you're teaching them that independence which also builds their emotional skills because it teaches them to believe in themselves kids are so excited when they do something that they probably was nervous or even if they wasn't nervous they knew they could do it and then they actually did it that is a good feeling. Think about when you do something and you're like, oh my God, it feels so good to do that. That's them on a smaller scale. So if it takes an extra 10 minutes for you to leave out the door because they want to put on them shoes themselves and you're trying not to be late, listen, you need to wake up an extra 10 minutes or you're just going to be 10 minutes late. It, I mean, let them do it. Let them get dressed themselves. Let them pick out their clothes. Create whatever their morning routine and night routine is involve them let them do it because not only is it teaching them to like oh i can do it and to be confident in their ability with the decisions that they're thinking about in their head it teaches them to make act on those decisions execute on those decisions and actually be successful with doing those decisions um on the flip side if they think about it they execute and they fail then you're also there dealing with that emotion of oh my god i couldn't do it so it's not no in the beginning, it's a temper tantrum. But after a while of feeling that and feeling accomplished, it's no longer a temper tantrum because one, they get back up and do it again. 
or you teach them how to deal with that in that moment of feeling like a failure on their level is oh no i didn't do it i can't do it this and i never do it right like just all those emotions we're teaching them how to deal with those things and how to go through those emotions and to sit with those emotions like i'm i'm 34 learn it well after 25 probably after 30. so i'm teaching them early how to deal with those emotions so that as they get older and they deal with different things we're setting that foundation so that when they become an adult and get up here they know how to deal with those a little bit better i won't say that's the biggest issue in society i'm saying that's the biggest issue <laughs> But it builds their confidence and makes them feel capable capable of doing things, which is what you want to do. So, for example, morning routine. Then he gets up. We say good morning. Um, he gets out of his bed. He goes to the restroom. He brushes his teeth. He washes his face. And then I brush his teeth. Um, and then I get him lotion for him to lotion his face. Um, sometimes it's still a fight for him to put on his clothes, but I have it set at the level for him to be able to reach his clothes so he can reach um, socks, pants, shirts, or whatever he pick out what he wears. Don't judge me because it was 30-something degrees one day. He said he was his legs were hot and he was only wearing shorts. So we went out the house with him having on shorts, some long socks, his tennis shoes, his big winter coat and his hat because that's what he wanted to wear and he was proud of it he put it on himself so who am I to stop this this little guy from feeling, <laughs> from feeling like he's a little man because he wasn't put on his shorts so you may not agree with it but please 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 let them do it step back and let them do it because you're you're chipping away at their confidence. Like, yeah, just just let them do it, y'all. And last but not least, okay. So first, here's a question for you all, and put it down in the comments. Um, what is the craziest thing your child has worn outside, or has tried to wear outside? I just 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 tell me in the comments. Um, because I know it's something better than my four-year-old wearing those shorts and it's 30-something degrees outside and everybody's looking at me like, what's wrong with this mama? <laughs> so y'all tell me in the comments, what's the craziest thing your child has walked out the house with or tries to walk out the house with that you think is crazy? Because they think it's fly, they think, you know, it's, it's their drip, whatever they say, they, they're feeling themselves. <laughs> but what you thought was crazy or you felt like someone would judge your let me know in the comments because I can't wait to read them. Okay, so this one, three was like, they're encouraging their independence because it builds their confidence. So the last one is you're validating their emotions. <sighs> in my community, the biggest thing is you don't need to cry. Stop crying, especially, oh my God, boys don't cry. Listen, those tears are valid. 95% of the time. <laughs> so some they hit us with the fake. So some they hit us with the fake tears. But 95% of the times, those tears are valid and we need to validate our kids' emotions. Is it annoying? Yes, because some days those emotions are 
wrong. Some days they're just sad. They don't know how to tell you. You want them to tell you. They don't know how to vocalize it. Or if they vocalize it, they still don't know how to explain it. Like, sometimes the kids are just like, I'm sad. Like, we wake up that way. But we expect our kids not to, and they do. So we have to validate validate their feelings and opinions because they're valid for them even though they're not valid for us like my kids always say like we have first world problems but say i have to validate i'm like oh my god you don't have <laughs> oh my god you don't have this particular thing you wanted for breakfast this morning because we're out the world is over the worst day ever is it no so what i do i i get it i get that you you know you're upset that you don't have your favorite cereal but it's something else or not cereal my kids really eat cereal my daughter eats cereal but um go with that example i'm sorry that you don't have your favorite cereal like i know that must be tough because i hate when i don't have my favorite stuff but i appreciate that we have food in here i appreciate that we're able to put food on the table so i kind of um switch it to show them the things to be grateful for and over time like yes dang it sucks but yeah i got this i got that you know so just just validating their feelings um let them know it's okay to feel that way like it is okay to just be like dang i'm sad and i don't know why it's okay it's okay to be mad And we have to validate their emotions is not letting them get away with how they express them and express their anger. So, for example, my four-year-old, throw stuff, throw, throw stuff. We still working on throw stuff. So, he get upset, he may throw a car across the room. He may try to throw a car at the person he's upset with. And I'm just being real with y'all. Y'all do not judge me. <laughs> just being real with y'all. But he may throw something. Um, and instead of me like, oh my God, why you do this? And I'm like, okay, I get you were angry. I get it. I, that made you real upset. But we can't throw things because it'll hurt someone else. It'll injure someone else. And like, that's the fastest way to calm him down versus yelling right along with him yelling and throwing stuff. Like in those situations to validate his emotions, him in particular, I can't match his energy. Like, I have to be, somebody got to be calm. Or we both just going to be throwing stuff at this point and crying and all this other stuff. But letting him talk to him and validate his emotions is the biggest way for him to calm down and to also learn that lesson. Because it's like, when someone's upset, it's okay to get upset at people. But do you want someone throwing things at you? It's, it's not nice and it doesn't feel nice. Um... So that's one way that we work with um, our four-year-old. Of course, letting them know that it's okay to cry. Take a moment to yourself. If you, It's okay to excuse yourself. Um, or just, you know, leave the room to get yourself together. Let that person know, hey, I don't want to talk about it right now. Give me a minute. You know, they have cozy corners set up. Um, the cozy corner for you all, they don't know. It's just a space that um, has things that they like in it. So right now, I'm recording in our... Um, classroom slash office and they have pillows like my daughter has a unicorn pillow um and then there's uh other pillows there 
And then there's like magnets and little trinkets, crayons, paper, just something for them to release their emotions because not everyone can communicate their emotions. Like my oldest will draw, my daughter will write, um, and then my four-year-old, he just needs to do something with his hands, which is where the feeling comes from. So they're trying to channel their emotions and their anger in a different way versus lashing out. So that comes with like creating healthy ways to deal with your emotions because you're still getting it out, but you're not harming anyone or yourself with letting it out and you're still getting that emotion out and working through it even though you're not talking about it because like that's how we got into art art is a big way that my kids communicate um for themselves too so just to do a quick recap before i give you some homework because guess you got homework if you listen to this episode you're not only getting tips i'm giving you two things to do with your little ones to where you all can work on your um and social skills developmental skills at home like Today or whenever you're watching this in a couple of hours, tomorrow, this week, whatever, like you have an assignment, an activity assignment. But just to recap, so the first thing was, let me find my notes, play. The second thing was role playing. The third thing was encouraging their independence. And the fourth, fourth thing was validating their emotions. And just a side note, I used the notes because one, I can't wear my glasses when I'm recording because the glare from all the cameras and stuff. And then two, my brain is real over here. So I know what I want to say, but in order to make sure you all get all the information I want to give you, I have notes. Um, so the assignments that I have is I'll include a, um, a link in the description for you all to download. So we have the Play-Doh emotion sheets so you can print them out. Um, and you can laminate them or you can use sheet protectors, but it's for them to use Play-Doh. Um, that's why they're called the Play-Doh sheets or mats, whatever you want to call them. But it's for them to use Play-Doh. So one, it's a calming exercise and activity. And then two, the mats have different um, emotions on them. So they have different shapes. One, so you're working on shapes because we play through learning. I mean, we learn through play, same thing, learn through play, but playing is learning. Um, so they have shapes on them. So the circle has a different emotion on it. So while they're creating like a um, rolling out the Play-Doh to create the circle, you can talk to them about what, what face is he making? How do you think he feels? So that also gets them to recognize the different emotions. Like there's a silly face, happy face, I think a sad face, confused face, things like that. Um, and it doesn't have any words because I didn't want it to be created and used like a flashcard, but just for you all to communicate and talk about what the shape may be feeling or thinking or what your little one thinks they're feeling based on their facial expressions. And it also helps them recognize like, <laughs> I'm sorry, that I'll, I'll say sorry in a minute, but that helps them recognize facial expressions so like if we just get up and we're like tired and the four will be like, are you sad? Like he he can recognize based on your facial expression. So it's it's really funny. <laughs> Cause you as fair we try to hide our emotions, but I'm telling you, as you build their skills, it's it's hard to hide how you're feeling. <laughs> but okay, so yeah, at CMB. So that's one of them, the Play-Doh mat that you can download in the description. And then the second one I have for you, it's also a download, but it's not um, dealing with Play-Doh. It's just a sheet and you can laminate it or you just print it out or you can even have it on um, your tablet or your phone for them to use. And it's called a rainbow breathing exercise. So there's seven colors in a rainbow. 
And what they'll do is they'll take a deep breath, go across the rainbow, breathe out. And they do that seven times where they're taking a deep breath, but they're tracing their finger over the rainbow. So you can use this several ways because it has seven colors on it. So you can talk about the colors. Um, having to move their fingers is a calming thing. They're right there interacting with you. You get down at their level and then they're also breathing. So that's another way to help them calm their emotions that you talk through it because you can't just do it. Here, get the rainbow breathing. Get out my face. You have to, you're there to interact with them and talk them through those emotions. So that's all I got for you today. Don't forget to do your homework. Don't forget if you love this information that I gave you to like this video. Answer my question, what's the craziest thing your kids try to walk out the house in? And then also make sure you subscribe to get more valuable tips and information on how to help your little one at home. Until next time, it's your favorite activity play guide.